0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and this week we have a very interesting episode. We actually have a conversation in a way that I have never had on the podcast because today we are speaking to Trenton Hudson. And Trenton is a comedian, a cartoonist, and also the creator of Korma Coffee. Now, Before we had this conversation, I thought it would be interesting to speak to Trenton about his work and um, being a comedian, primarily because I do know how healing comedy can be, how healing laughter is. In fact, it's something that I turn to in my own work. I love watching stand-up just to kind of reset myself if I've had a long day and so on. But Trenton... Gave a lot of very interesting perspective that I wasn't expecting. And I can't wait for you to hear all about his story. Not just how he got into becoming a cartoonist and a stand up comedian, but also how he decided to create Korma Coffee during the pandemic. One of the main things he really um, emphasizes and will leave you with, which I'm sure will inspire so many of you, is that. In life, whatever it is you feel passionate about, whatever it is you feel driven by, you don't have to know how to do it. You just have to know you can. And that is really um, a message that stood out through all that he shares. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. And more than anything, I hope it inspires you on your path and will inspire you to follow your heart, your dreams, your goals, your inspirations, anything that you may be questioning Um, I'm sure a lot of what Trenton shares will inspire you. So to learn more about Trenton and his work, you can find him on all social media platforms at Riot Comedy. The links for that are below, of course. And if you would like to try his Korma Coffee, which is actually not caffeinated, it is coffee that is created from date seeds. If you would like to try that out, the links for that are below as well. So I hope you enjoy this conversation, and I will see you on the other side. Okay, so today on Reiki Radio, we are here with Trenton Hudson, who is a cartoonist, an entrepreneur, which I can't wait to ask you about this coffee, and also a comedian. So Trent, first, I want to just thank you for taking the time to come and have a conversation with me today.
1: Uh thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I was looking forward to partaking and getting to learn more about um Reiki while I'm here also.
0: Yeah. So this is going to be an interesting exchange. Like I was telling you before, I mean, one, I've never spoken to a comedian or had an interview with one. And it'll be interesting to see how this all ties in like with your story, which is actually where I want to start. Um I was partially curious about how comedy became so prominent in your life but would love to hear just a little bit of your background and what drove you to decide to become an entrepreneur and comedian.
1: Um as a comedian it was a lot of just me and my brothers making fun of each other a lot growing up. And you know I have four brothers, I'm in the middle of five boys, no girls in the family. Wow. So, you know, a lot of And and we're very close in age. There's only five. uh, So there's five of us, seven years apart. So the youngest two are twins, but still Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, very tight bond. And but yeah, always giving each other a hard time growing up and making fun of, you know, every situation, even if it's a bad situation, because sometimes, you know, that's how you got to deal with things growing up.
0: Right.
1: So that just, you know, it was a lot about that's where it came from, and then me and my brothers wanted to make cartoons together, you know, from that, and that's what it turned into.
0: Wait a minute, okay, so right away with that, I'm just thinking of even that whole knowing to make light of or make fun of things that are tough and what's going on. And, um, I just think of how even I am obsessed with stand up comedy, like, it's literally the only thing I watch on Netflix. And it's just a contrast to, you know, just everyday life. Like, I need a moment in time just to laugh, no matter what's going on. So, like, the healing around that, which we'll get back to. But what about this cartoon situation? So, (laughs) you all wanted to make cartoons about what you were experiencing?
1: Yeah, that's kind of how it started. It started as, you know, we created this show called The Lounge, this is this is like way back in the day okay. and th- so this is like our first youtube hit right and we uh it was just kind of like small town life these four guys that worked together in the school but none of them were teachers or anything so they just kind of like mess around in the lounge all day and but it was kind of like the school that we grew up in you know the the ideas that people were influenced by what we saw and so we wanted to bring that to life and it was really funny and then we actually turned that show um into a comedy central web series for a couple of years and just went from there. And then a lot of what we've done lately is independent, but we've also worked with um, we worked with LOL network on a small project. We did uh, some stuff with Showtime uh, for their podcast segments. And, you know, it was, it's it's a lot of that, but it's also a lot of us making our own shows. We created um, a show called real ballers where we made fun of the NBA And just the constant, you know, nonsense that's in the NBA news. So we did that for a few years. And right now we're doing a show called With All Due Respect. And basically with all due respect, it makes fun of whatever is happening in reality, you know, whether politics, pop culture, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I saw some of that on YouTube. I saw, yeah, some of the clips, the reels of that. And so I'm curious because hearing you say it, I me mean, like you're kind of just saying like, oh yeah, you know, we decided to do this, <laughs> and then we ended up on Comedy Central. Oh. Then we did Showtime. Oh. Like, wait, what? Hold it, on. Okay, it's, so, it seems it you, seems simple, uh... but it's
1: not. It's like a, it was a nonstop grind. So to get the deal with Comedy Central, this is this is kind of what we did. Like, we started on YouTube. We made fun of even when we were doing the lounge. We made it kind of make fun of what was happening in the news. So season one was. Um, El Chapo was in the news. So we made fun of that. And like, he breaks out of prison. The guys are, it's summer break from school and they're on a cross country road trip for some reason. And they pick up El Chapo, he's hitchhiking. <laughs> so he's in the show. And um, so we were doing episodes, you know along with the news cycles, whatever. But we were putting out episodes twice a week. So like animating, writing, recording every single second of every, you wow. know, free moment that we had um and yeah it was it was a non-stop grind and we got their attention and they just kind of like you know we're like keep letting us know when you you know dropping episodes because we actually reached out to them it wasn't like they you know stumbled right. upon it like we, we we sought that out we went and like tried to make it happen it wasn't like we just kind of were waiting in the wing to
0: well it's interesting to hear because two things are coming up um one obviously this was a passion for you all but like that combination of like just passion and determination because a lot of times we might be passionate about things that don't really do anything we might think it's unrealistic we don't give it the time and the energy so it's interesting to hear that you all were driven even though obviously it was something you loved but just for context I'm curious how old were you all around this time when you started focusing so much on this
1: Um... So when we really started focusing on it, I uh, I was 20, 23, I think when I decided like, this is what I'm going to do is like make cartoons, yeah. but we didn't put out, so we didn't know how to animate or anything. We had to teach ourselves how to animate. This was like from the time we made the decision, figured out which software to get, learned how to use it. Um, you know, they just offer a ton of tutorials online and then um. Yeah. So putting in that work, we didn't put out any kind of project for two years. Like it was just learning for two years and doing, you know, we didn't have a YouTube page nothing. It was literally just learning how to animate and um, writing, coming up with the show. And I mean, it wasn't just animating. It was a lot of, you know, concepting where we want the show to go, who we want the characters to be, what what qualities do we want them to have? What aspects of them are really going to be funny? What aspects of them help tell the story? and but yeah nothing nothing online for people to watch no nothing no no like you know you see progress in your own work but you don't see you know like no one's rooting for you like you're doing this in the background it's not like you have content for people to watch you don't have any kind of fans or anything like it it was literally a two-year grind of just work and and I, I guess it was like a year and a half yeah like a year and a half two years somewhere in that you know 20 month range-ish but yeah just non
0: I think that's on. inspiring to hear because I think a lot of times we fall in love with whatever we fall in love with and mm-hmm. a lot of times it is like just for ourselves but that ends up being like the best gift that we have to share with everyone else it's like that thing that you love that really lights you up and then of course it seems like the natural thing would be well this is what I'm going to share but oftentimes we think again, like it's not realistic to follow our dreams. So Mm -hmm. I do want to talk to you about that as well, since you said, well, not just in this lane, but you are an entrepreneur and that you started your own coffee company made from date seeds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I want to back up because you did mention a lot of this started for you and your brothers, because you're making fun of, you know, just like laughing through what was tough. So did you grow up in a tough environment were, were there a lot of challenges
1: um, in your childhood yeah I mean it wasn't like a very conventional growing up you know we had you know certain things we, like our parents split when we were really young my my two older brothers grew up uh with our father me and my two younger brothers live with my mother um so you know we were split like that we we grew up really poor <laughs> um like really really poor and but you know th- those times like they make you you know who, who you're supposed to be right yeah. and it's, it's all part of your journey but also at the same time even though like we were going through that and it it was it was tough like we we had like certain things I'm not going to get into it wasn't like super bad and that's the thing like right. I always knew people who had it worse and maybe that's not the best way to look at it but as a kid that that's how I did it you know like I yeah. knew people like we grew up we were poor like we grew up in a really poor town like where no one there is like really like you know they don't even think it's possible to go to you know <laughs> LA and like make something happen they think it's like all like a fantasy and um but so you don't really see people who kind of think on that big level and even not just like in like the sense of moving to hollywood or doing anything like that but even in the sense of launching launching a business that'll make you like a multimillionaire like type of thing you know right um that doesn't seem like reality for people so they don't really think about it um So I think that that's the hardest thing is to overcome that kind of, you know, mindset where you don't see anything around who, you know, is similar, you know?
0: Yeah, but I think that's interesting how uh, comedy can really help us change our perspective around so many things. So like, while it may have helped you and your brothers kind of cope with and deal with and be able to laugh through whatever it is you may have been encountering, it's making me think of as well, one of the things I love about comedy is it really gets us to look at things differently or even like the taboo or what people want to avoid or what people don't feel comfortable talking about comedians crack it open and now all of a sudden you don't have to avoid it because you can laugh at some of the ridiculous aspects of pretty much everything so I wanted to ask you about that too like
1: what what you just said like I've been preaching that for years like it's like like thank you like I'm like oh like I appreciate you because like I like everything you just said, it's so important. Like we have to have tough conversations as a society. It's like it's imperative, it's a must. Like you see the way society is now. People are, you know, hyper-emotional. They don't want to talk, you know, about this and that. Like we hate, you know, as a society being uncomfortable. Like everyone is so easily triggered. So we have to, we have to have these conversations somehow. And some people have a responsibility, and stand-up comedians have that responsibility everybody doesn't have to do it but as a genre you know like if you do your stand-up comedy and yours if you don't want to touch on sensitive issues that's your prerogative that's fine but as a genre we have to be allowed to do that yes the same thing with musicians musicians also have that responsibility um so you know there's certain people who there's certain artists who um and even artists who paint like that's the artist's job you know kind of no matter what genre you're in you have to be allowed that freedom to open discussion, but people have to be open to discussion.
0: And that's the thing, right? And I remember, um, especially around like these last few years, especially here in our country, there was a period where you noticed that a lot of comedians, they were being super careful in Mm. their comedy, because you know, the whole cancel culture and all this that happened, it was so disappointing. Cause I was like, man, there's so much, but you're starting to see now people are like, effort. I'm going to talk about this and we're going to laugh about this. And, you know, so I'm glad that that's coming back around. But even with what you're saying, I think that is one of the beauties of comedy. And I don't know how much people maybe consciously think about it, but it really does invite us to have real honest conversations Mm -hmm. and really even consider the way that what's going on in the world is impacting all of us. But I love that in comedy when they bring up like what would be kind of taboo, but again, help to change the perspectives so for so many people. So I wanted to talk to you even about that. Now I'm saying it through these last few years where a lot has changed for so many of us, even during when everything was shut down and we had to kind of, we were forced to look at ourselves oh, as yeah. comedy in any way been like, a medicine for you? Like, would you say that it's a part of what helps to keep you healthy and sane? Like, how, what's the role it really plays for you?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and and I th- actually think about that often, like, because I I, I notice that the more, you know, it, it, it changes your temperament, so the more time you spend, like, I like to spend my time doing what I love and writing jokes, so the more time I spend doing that, it's just, like, it it makes my mind, you know, in a more joking mood, whenever I'm outside of my craft. So yeah, it's like, it is medicine for me. Absolutely. It it makes me a better person to be around. Like I try to always be good and giving, I'm just more like more joyful, you know, but whenever you're, you know, writing jokes and just being funny with your brothers and writing jokes together and (laughs) (laughs) just being funny and making fun of one another and no one's allowed to get offended, you know? Yeah.
0: You should put that at the bottom for like everyone who comes to comedy shows, like you're not allowed to be offended. But (laughs) that makes me curious too, because I think now, again, like, it's interesting, you see a lot more people going towards the lane of being entrepreneurs, especially Mm -hmm. with what's happened recently, like some people were forced out of their jobs, or people are just starting to recognize now what matters to them, or what feels good to them, and just really not wanting to be bothered with what's causing a lot of stress and anxiety like it's yeah. like this thing of like people feel like they have to return to their joy somehow some way but comedy while we see a lot of comedians that are successful it's not traditional <laughs> you know it's a like a right. traditional path so just want to ask you about that like was there a lot of opposition from people in your life or people discouraging you from this and what never propelled you on your, oh, that's good, never. but what really, so never. did you guys really just, just have this knowing, like, we can do this?
1: Um, yeah, like, I honestly, I don't know, even though I mentioned earlier that I never saw other people think the same way, who wanted to, you know, move, move up like that, I, I saw it on the TV, so, I, like, I knew, yeah. I don't know why, but I just knew if someone else could do it, I could do it too, mm-hmm. maybe not, it, it, it may take me a long time to figure it out, But what, like, if someone else can do it, I can do it too. Now I do have limitations. I can't be, you know, an NBA player, but if, you know, if I wanted to be an astrophysicist, I feel like I would be one, which would be really cool, but (laughs) maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that in my later years to to give back more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, well, okay. Well, I mean, I think you're, that's a great mindset to have because a lot of people do like, that's one of the biggest hurdles is just believing that you can, because I mean, If you don't think you can, then you probably won't even really put in the effort. But I think that's a good thing for a lot of people to hear because there is this change that's happening. It seems like people are just being inspired to go off Mm -hmm. on a limb and try something different. But speaking of that, another thing that you have is you have this alternative coffee company. Mm -hmm. And I was reading that this was really prompted by you had a heart attack at only 20 So what was going on? (laughs) And then how did you come up with making coffee out of date seeds?
1: So with the heart attack, things happen, I guess, right? It's just one of those freak, you know, one in a million things. And um, basically I have two aneurysms in my LAD and Mm -hmm. one of those clotted and caused a heart attack. And then 15 months later, the other one clotted and caused another Mm -hmm. heart attack. So fun fact the bottom half of my LAD, which is like the heart's in four sections, right? So the right. LAD gives it to the bottom left side. And there's no blood flowing through that. But before I had my first heart attack, my heart was detecting that something was up and the blood flow wasn't as strong as it should be. So it developed arteries around the LAD to get blood to that part of my heart. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't even know that was possible until it happened Wow. To me. But... Um, typically that's the end of your days if you have a heart attack in your led that's usually it for you so you know i don't have it completely figured out exactly what i'm here why i'm still here you know but i'm figuring it out along the way and um trying to do you know what i love to do while i'm getting there
0: so why did the coffee come into play though was it just you wanted and not to have that stimulant
1: um yeah caffeine gives me chest pain like I can okay. you know go to the gym exercise all day play tennis basketball whatever but uh yeah coffee constricts your arteries a little bit so when you have any kind of heart issue that's not really what you want so mm-hmm. I uh I quit drinking coffee for a while and I was kind of looking for an alternative and I just happened to be a resourceful person so you know, grown up poor, you know, I'll do that to you. You know, that's why you teach yourself (laughs) to animate instead of going to animation school or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, I just like to eat dates. So I was throwing away date seeds. I'm just like, I throw away a lot of these. I wonder if I can do anything with them and you can turn them into coffee. So I tried it in my kitchen a few times and I'm like, this is actually good. And I wanted to just go to the store and buy it. I was like, I'm tired of making this. Uh, I just want. who's got it? no one had it. So I'm like, aha, if I'm looking for this, I know other people must be looking for this too. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people have heart issues, Um, you know, pregnant women shouldn't have caffeine. So, you know, we offer an alternative that is safe for everybody. Kids can drink it. It's literally, you know, just, uh, it's like tea, except it's like a caffeine-free tea, but it's like energizing. Cause it's got, you know, a few calories in it, but it's not gonna, you know, give you any kind of buzz uh-huh. from, you know, you know, it's not a stimulant like that, but it's delicious and it's really good for you. A lot of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, all the works. So,
0: yeah, when I saw it, I actually looked up the benefits of dates because I was like, "What in the mm. heck, dates? This is interesting." So, do you add things to it? Like, do you add cream to this, or it just you just drink it as is?
1: I, I like to add a little bit of cream, but I don't usually. Sometimes I'll add a little bit of honey if I, you know, got a sweet tooth. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's naturally fairly sweet, so you don't need to add a lot to it. Mm-hmm. um actually someone wrote a review on our website a couple of days ago that said this stuff is good at as is don't need any sweetener or anything I'm paraphrasing yeah. but something along those lines yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. and that is that something you do with your brothers as well or this is just a solo no, that, that,
1: that was just me um that was honestly something I started during the pandemic oh um, wow so <laughs> yeah just kind of kind of happened I had a little had a little extra free time and I came up with this idea and just launched it as quick as I could and so here's a fun thing about the the coffee thing so when I launched the cartoons like I spent a year and a half almost two years just learning and doing stuff behind the scenes and not making any progress when I started my date coffee company I from the time I came up with the idea from the time I was like I want to buy this in the store and couldn't find it and was like aha I should do this from the time i had that idea to the time i had a store like not a store store but an online store and you could buy my date coffee it was three weeks wow and that's from like touring a couple date farms talking to people seeing where i'm gonna get my date seeds from um i designed some like simple packaging um i got like 50 uh like i got i got like 50 of those little white you know simple coffee bags yeah that you can seal with the heat press i got them on amazon that was like my first round of coffee But but I knew that people wanted it then, so I just, you know, turned it into, you know, kept, you know,
0: flipping that
1: and then had really nice bags. And now I have all my coffee made by somebody else. Um, they they roast it, grind it, bag it up, they store it in the warehouse, they ship it out when someone buys it. I don't have to do anything.
0: listening to you
1: (laughs) But that 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 took years to make happen. That took years to make happen. Yeah.
0: But still, regardless, I mean, listening to you like every facet of your journey, it's really like no one listening to this is like anything that you feel called to do, you should have no excuse. I mean, you were self-taught, self-driven. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, just the drive. That's that's the thing you have to
1: get it it right up here and you have to, you have to, it's it's hard to figure out. Um, Like, honestly, growing up poor was like a good thing for me, but you also, you also have to, whenever you want to do something, you have to network with people. You have to get advice from people. You have to go into it knowing I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And nobody right. does. I didn't know what I was doing when I did any of these things. Like I literally started from zero and knew nothing. I didn't know how to animate. I didn't know anything about coffee when I started selling coffee. Literally, I didn't know the difference between a latte and like a cappuccino. None of that stuff. <laughs> I didn't know anything.
0: That is like, amazing.
1: You ha- you you have to just you know figure out. It's it's hard to figure out how you want to how you should go about it, and that's why you have to get. I got a lot of good advice from people who knew more than I did that's the thing you got to be humble enough to know that like you got to get your mind in the set that like I can do anything like I can be whatever it is and I can make anything happen but Mm -hmm. you also have to know that I don't know how to get there I just know I can yes that's what I
0: love that no I mean I'm really it's inspiring to hear it I know for me Cause I always have like projects and ideas, although I do have good follow through. I -hmm. (laughs) I have good follow through, but I know like, I'm even thinking of one friend in particular. I'm going to make her listen to this 10 times (laughs) because I'm like, girl, listen to this. Mm -hmm. Seriously. The proof is in the pudding, but I want to ask you about the name of the company too. Is there a meaning behind the name? Is it Korma? Korma? Um.
1: Yeah. Korma is Farsi for date.
0: Oh, are you Persian?
1: I'm not. um... Oh, I thought it sounded cool and date coffee is popular over there. <laughs> oh, so, oh, okay. But I'm going okay. to be real. So <laughs> I, I changed the spelling a little bit. So I made it, I simplified it a little bit because like the original spellings, I, there's it's K O O H R M A, but I just simplified uh, it to K O R M A. Same
0: like, sound. I got to sell it to
1: white people, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I I'm, get I'm, I'm white, it. by the way. It. So
1: I'm, I'm oh, white. Okay. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like oh it's spicy that's interesting well I want to ask you something else too Mm -hmm. because even though listening to you again in that drive that determination figuring it out whatever it is Mm -hmm. you want to do just figure it out but it seems like you know that may be a little more comfortable behind the scenes right like you're on Mm -hmm. the computer figuring things out and Mm
1: -hmm. even with
0: networking for the coffee you know it's Mm -hmm. more personalized but what was it like for you and how did you even transition into going on the stage? Cause that seems like that would be like mm-hmm. a whole nother beast.
1: It is a whole nother beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always kind of liked performing.
0: Okay. So
1: it was, it's not as, it's not as hard for me as it is for some people. Now it's also harder for me than it is for other people. Um, but you, you have to, you have to enjoy being on the stage. You have to enjoy performing. If you don't enjoy performing, then stand up comedy is, you have to enjoy the pressure of performing live um, and the pressure of performing live is great. There's honestly nothing like it. There's nothing like doing a stand-up comedy set and just having people cheer and getting off stage and everyone loved your set. There's nothing like it because comedians it's, it's the hardest job in the world is to like make people laugh without a, a dialogue or a conversation. It's just you and a microphone and they just have to sit and listen to you and it's, (laughs) it's fun. But also like you have to make them laugh. Otherwise, you know, the the energy in the room changes. And so you're responsible for all that. Like you don't want to, like, you don't want to mess up up there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, I imagine like you have to be really good at reading a room too. Like, do you ever have to go off script and say you have like one set of jokes, you think you're going one direction, but then because of the audience, do you have to kind of pivot? Yeah
1: yeah yeah and a lot of times it's not even like about offending people it's just certain jokes don't hit with certain demographics and certain people you know like I'm not if I'm gonna do a set of jokes like LA is different than doing jokes in uh, Vegas I don't know maybe probably not (laughs) but but like (laughs) but a place like uh, okay so some of these people that I um, uh, do comedy with every now and again they do comedy in la but they also do comedy in um tempe arizona and the tempe arizona crowd is obviously very different from an la crowd right so that's you know you're not going to do the same set and you, like in la you can say anything like it's pretty raunchy for the most part i mean with certain topics you can't like touch on because people are like, <laughs> but yeah yeah that's and right. then they won't laugh but you know um you can pretty well hit a pretty wide range of things and get pretty dark you can get pretty dark in la humor but certain places you know they don't want to they don't want like the super dark humor they want want a little more family friendly which is fine but you know you want to you want to make people laugh that's your job you're not there to like do your thing you got to kind of know what you're going into i think
0: but how did that change so did you have to was that something you also had to like learn or expand your craft with that because I'm sure like joking with your brothers when you were younger mm, on stage yeah. and how that translates I mean maybe have to have more storytelling like how did you learn how to then alter the craft of storytelling comedy trial all and error.
1: trial oh, and oh. error that's the thing <laughs> always you just go up there and sometimes like your sets don't hit as well and you just have to ask yourself what did I do that was so bad this time that like I only got, you know, this laugh didn't hit the way I thought it would, and sometimes I thought they were going to laugh at this, but they didn't. But then, you know, you go and adjust and you fix it, and then sometimes you're like, oh, sometimes you have really good sets. You're like, oh, I didn't even expect them to laugh at that part. Things are going really good. They let you just got them, and they laugh at everything um, because you're delivering so well. But yeah, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta read that room and make it, make everything land.
0: Well, it's funny you say, you were talking, well, we like chatted for a minute before we started recording. You were saying how Reiki keeps popping up like randomly Mm -hmm. in your sphere. And um, this is reminding me in some way of energy work in that you just start to become very aware of energy. So Mm -hmm. whether it's your own energy or the energy of other people, and it sounds like with what you do, you have to hone that, maybe for a different reason and in a different mm-hmm. way, but it's still this awareness of the energy of the room, the energy of mm-hmm. people, and how I take literally the energy of my environment and lift it through laughter, right? So mm-hmm. just a little side note for your pocket, you are doing energy work in a way, trying. I mean, Indeed. that's, yeah. I mean, it's just shifting mm-hmm. <laughs> the frequency, the yeah. feeling of the room.
1: I'll say another good thing. Whenever you can be funny in moments is, you know, sometimes you're in situations where you're with friends or with family and something, you have a tense moment or someone else, you know, a couple people over here have a tense moment. And it kind of disrupts the energy. You're at a family union or like a Christmas or whatever it is. But if you're, if you're funny or you can be funny in that moment anyway, whenever you sense that the energy, because everyone feels that energy is so bad, right. but you can bring that energy up and it's, much easier to do with humor versus trying to make people talk it out when they don't want to talk it out or, yeah. you know, um, cause sometimes, you know, we're not emotionally ready to go there. So we can laugh right now. And we'll, we'll talk about this later whenever we've had a moment to cool down and, you know, everyone eat and be happy or whatever it is that we're doing, you know, but, um, yeah, you can, humor is great for that. And I think honestly me and my brothers, you know, had to kind of learn that as kids growing up and, you know, you still kind of carry it with you as you get older you have to be but you also have to be bold enough to say something in those moments because you could also you know say something that you know not everyone's gonna like but yeah you know yeah someone's gotta go there
0: (laughs) right right and it's just like even having that audacity but I'm curious now too thinking about it because I you know we mentioned how in a lot of ways comedy can help other people have a change in perspective but do you ever approach something like say it is something political or something that's on the news right and you may think you have an idea about it but then once you start hitting it from the angle of comedy and you start writing about it has it even helped you to change in some ways or like has your own comedy helped you kind of grow
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think absolutely. I think especially with so the show we're doing with all due respect, right? We try to hit everybody like we don't we try to put no political bias in it. Um, Now, we will make fun of people really hardcore. So if like if we're making fun of a figure who's who leans to the right, you know, and the way the left attacks him is like really ugly. Like, we'll do that and attack them the same way. But we'll also right. do the same thing to the person on the left who gets attacked really ugly by the right. Like, we attack everyone. But we don't, we don't do it ugly. <laughs> we make it funny. But we, you know. Right. Um, but it's a lot of just making fun of what's going on in real life. We we try not to make it too, like, attacking. We just, you know, want to kind of bring jokes. We don't really try to put any kind of political agenda in it. And I think it's really helped me because that's the way I try to see everything. Yeah. And I think especially in America, you know, Something interesting is that they tell us there's three sides to every story, right? There's like this mm-hmm. side, that side, and the truth,
0: right,
1: but they only give us two sides, they only give us this side and that side, so yeah, so we're just gonna make fun of it all,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's really interesting. I told you I saw some of the clips on your YouTube channel. um the first one that I saw was actually the most recent. And mm-hmm. it had um, Trump, Biden, and Madonna. That's all I'll say. And if anyone uh, wants to see yeah. they can go and watch that's, that. That's a and I was like, that's what? Good... And I laughed. And mm-hmm. I was like, God. That... But it was so quick, right? It can just yeah. be like a comedy in a way, I think, too, is like a great interrupter. I often think of love in that way, right? Like I think mm-hmm. of love, just the energy of it and of itself can be a great interrupter. Say like, you're having a hard day, but then you get to hug the person mm-hmm. that you know cares for you feels like that feeling just interrupts whatever it is that you know was challenging for us but that's mm-hmm. what comedy does in a great way too it is such mm-hmm. a great interrupter mm-hmm.
1: and i think
0: um yeah i mean i'm just thinking of personally how again i told you yeah. like, a lot of times that's how i end my day like yeah. friday night i'm on netflix hoping that there's some new comedy on Mm -hmm. i need a laugh yeah 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 it's really important but i wanted to ask you about that from your perspective as well because you mentioned that it does feel good when you're on stage and the response Mm -hmm. if you're killing it you did a good job and the response you get back but do you ever go into it knowing or have you even gotten feedback for people like the difference that it made just being able to be with you for a short period of time and just laugh
1: i have never got that personally at a show i've never headlined a show so i've never been that guy i don't do stand yeah. up as much as i do um i i, we, I make a lot of cartoons yeah. and uh so but we've had ton of fans reach out um direct message us on twitter instagram facebook everything and say thank you for making the cartoons that you make like it's a huge part of my week I look forward to this coming out every whatever whenever we're dropping episodes right. and we've had we've got some like extremely touching heartfelt messages that's like just like almost make you cry it's like <laughs> like people like the the impact that you can have just by like bringing joy to somebody like that and especially whenever you don't you know try to put your idea on them and you know about like making sure you only, you know, show this way, but, you know, just making fun of everyone from all angles. And really, um, I think that's the thing that you alluded to earlier is that like showing, showing perspective on, on things and just, you know, get given more of that instead of, you know, think about it just this way, but think about it, you know, (laughs) think think about it a few ways and make fun of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's so funny is because I told you before we, had this conversation. This is our first time meeting for anyone um, listening, and I thought, like, man, this is going to be a really interesting conversation because I've never had, you know, an interview with, you know, it, everything tends to be very focused mm-hmm. specifically in the realm of healing. But mm-hmm. um, again, reading your bio and looking at your work and everything that you've done, I was like, well, I mean, comedy is very healing for me. I mean, it's definitely one of the things in my healing toolbox. But it's been interesting listening to you with all of these different perspectives. I mean, like one, definitely having that passion married with our determination mm-hmm. and you just woven all throughout your story. like you can do anything you want to do, mm-hmm. which in and of itself, I think, is powerfully healing for people because a lot of times we hold ourselves back and we're in some misery because we don't believe we can go after the things we want to go after, mm-hmm. but you really also, um, I remember reading something about you. Maybe it's something you posted. I don't know, but it was this whole idea of like creating something from nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it seems like you keep doing this again and again. Technically everything comes from nothing, right? <laughs> to some <laughs> yeah. degree, but it just. Want to know, like, now that you have done these things, like, what else is there? Something is it always stirring in you? Okay, like, well, now my next thing is this, and now I want to go in this direction, or are you just refining what already is?
1: A lot of it is refining what already is, and I think you know the the next thing that uh I want to do is an animated movie. Oh wow! Yeah, and we're we're tossing around ideas we, we've tossed around a lot of ideas but haven't you know taken the major steps to make them happen we've been you know focusing more on the shows and whatnot but um yeah that's something that is probably not probably definitely next um as far as you know the, the next the next major goal so like yeah. we, we had the you know we've done a lot of shows we've worked with a lot of cool companies we've done some pretty cool things I've started a coffee company I would never even planned on doing that it was like a pandemic thing And, oh, you know what I'll say is I wanted to say, too, is like you mentioned like being healing and had people reach out to me about the comedy and whatnot. But I've got the very most amazing, heartfelt messages from the people who have bought the coffee. I've I've, I've got messages from people um, saying, like, thank you so much for making this. It's changed my life. Like I wanted this is exactly what I wanted, you know, something that's good and delicious and good for me. And I can't have coffee because I suffer from XXX, you know, whatever it is. And um and I got an email recently from someone who reached out saying uh they started getting this for their dad. Um her 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 dad was older and he's going through health issues. He can't have coffee anymore. And uh yeah, he was like thrilled to have it and like she was so happy to have gotten it for him. And it was just like a really, really beautiful message. So those were things that like never even planned on that happening. I just wanted to like make a coffee alternative for people who are like me and, you know, wanted something else who couldn't really, you know, didn't like the caffeine. Right. Um, but to get that kind of love back is like, that makes you feel good and want to keep doing it too. And that's like a really, really big part of, you know, what, what also you mentioned, like comedy keeps you going, getting that like good feedback for the good things that you do, like really, <laughs> really boost you and help like be medicine.
0: Yeah, no, I, I bet. And that's one of the things, too. I mean, definitely through your story. I mean, both lanes of what you do, it really puts such a emphasis on, like, we all have something to give,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and we
0: all have something to contribute. And a lot of times, again, like, if it's, I mean, because that's not necessarily something that was, like, trendy or popular. And again, even with, like, comedy, that can't be the easiest path to craft and actually mm-hmm. Um, get it to become a career, you know, something Mm -hmm. that's sustainable, but to have whatever it is that you have trying within you (laughs) that just says like, no, I like this thing. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to figure it out. And then to actually then share it. And it be a benefit to all. I think it is a good reminder for everyone that whatever is on your heart, it may not make sense to you, but Mm -hmm. if you love it, do something about it i mean you never Mm -hmm. know what will come with it and who will resonate with it
1: yeah absolutely and again i think you know you just like i said earlier i think if i could just sum everything up in one like simple you don't have to know how to do it you just have to know that you can that's all that matters like like i never knew how to do any of these things (laughs) i just yeah you just figure it out as you go and then you realize this is what everyone's doing we're all just figuring it out as we go
0: yeah but I like that, that overlay to apply that to literally everything, you know, like even mm-hmm. in the realm that I work in, that is a great mantra to have, like, I don't mm-hmm. know how to have to know how to do it. <laughs> uh, just know that I can. And, you know, it's actually something I always tell people, like Google is your friend, like t- in today's mm-hmm. age, like everything is, you can figure it out somehow, some yeah. way. But I also love that you said, you know, network and talk to people who know more than mm-hmm. you know. I'm really... um. I'm really thankful that we did have this conversation. I, I was kind of like, this will be interesting. Don't know what direction it's going to go, but mm. I'm really glad it's been nice meeting you, Trenton, but more so I love all the wisdom woven through <laughs> your story and <laughs> what it is that you do. Mm.
1: Yeah. Right, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure was truly mine. I really enjoyed. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to more of your podcast because it's been, I got a chance to listen to a few episodes before I joined it. Very interesting stuff. And I was telling you before the podcast, so like Ricky just keeps coming across timelines in yeah. my life. Not even like my scrolling timeline, but just other, it's been coming across. Oh my it so.
0: it, it finds you. It's one of those mm-hmm. things, everyone when you talk to them, like how did this come on your radar? And it's like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. but it, it, it literally, it finds you somehow. But I'm mm-hmm. just down in San Diego. So anytime oh, you have nice. questions, you want to know, cool. whatever. I am here for you. Would love to share Ricky with you as well.
1: Oh, appreciate you and if you want to oh, laugh yeah. with all due respect go to the playlist on youtube on our page riot comedy then you can watch the full episode of that one with trump and biden and madonna you can see the full the full version of it
0: okay it's, it's not long yeah. it's like, it's like four it's we... like
1: a minute long but that's quicker than the little short you saw
0: well i'm gonna be going back and watching so much it's, of it are you stuff. kidding me and that's what i wanted to let everyone know too mm-hmm. so the korma coffee um we can Put the link for that down in the show description of course Mm. but then also for your comedy we can go to youtube at riot comedy and you Mm. have all of the videos there and Mm. when you do do shows or when you are going to do things that are live do you post that anywhere how can we find out
1: yeah usually the best place is um our riot comedy instagram that's where we uh, are the most active um any new episodes are always on um the youtube but okay. any any kind of updates our instagram uh we're semi-active on twitter we're trying to be better about <laughs> it but we're the most active on instagram so and tiktok okay. so but yeah and updates on updates all on of the platforms
0: is it at riot comedy right comedy on every
1: platform yeah but yeah instagram is like if you want to be the most up-to-date on things instagram is usually the best
0: okay so mm-hmm. we're gonna go to at right comedy check out the comedy the work of the hudson brothers and again it was a pleasure meeting you Trenton. No, and for everyone have. else go down in the show notes get your korma coffee and yeah, then go have you. a laugh yeah my love well, i hope to see you again soon thank you for uh, joining likewise. me today
1: my pleasure appreciate
0: you okay beautiful alchemists. thank you so much again to trenton hudson for joining us today on the podcast, and you can check out Trenton's work along with his brothers known as the Hudson Brothers, their comedy, um, them being cartoonists, there's a lot that you can watch on their YouTube channel at Riot Comedy, you can also follow them on social media, including Instagram at Riot Comedy. So I just want to thank Trenton again for joining us today. That was very, very inspiring. Um, Don't forget again, if there's anything on your heart, anything you feel passionate about, just marry it with your determination. Be willing to network and speak with others that may have more resources or information to support you. Remember that you can self-teach yourself a lot as well. And the beautiful message that he left us all with, you don't have to know how, you just have to know you can. And if you would like the convenience of watching Reiki Radio, the interviews on your phone, as well as accessing some more tools of Energetic Alchemy, you can download my app, The Energetic Alchemist. Go to the Apple App Store, or if you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store and download The Energetic Alchemist. Now we have an app. So it's just a convenient way of sharing with you and us being together as community. And don't forget, once you have the app, you also have the option for joining me on Tuesdays to discuss the podcast, the most recent episodes, but even just talking about your practice as it relates to Reiki meditation or whatever it is that you practice. So I hope to see you all there for those live discussions. You will get more information on the app. Thank you again to Trent and remember to always journey in love.